to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Mm, what a sweet house. Good to see each of you here. I want to welcome those joining us online as well. I want to say welcome to Christmas at TCAB. Amen. Beautiful time of the season for us. Beautiful time for our church. Uh, we absolutely love Christmas and all that it unpacks. We begin today, we unpack today with our Advent season. There are four different words that we uh, will look at over the next four weeks. It's four weeks till Christmas, ready or not. And so what we wanna do is we want you to see these words, but we don't want you to see them like you've always saw them. We want you to see them in the eyes of our church and what, what they are, powerful. You, as the church, are the best thing he has. We're the best commercial. You're the best commercial for Jesus. And you're gonna get to see Trey and Chelsea Scales today. They're a young, sweet couple in our church, beautiful couple, and you're gonna hear their story. What we've done is we put four words on the next four Sundays in a testimony with each word, okay? We want you to hear from the church today. Not from me necessarily, but from the church because the church has got a story and the redeemed of the Lord must say so. And I want you to understand that whatever your story is, you've got to sing that story. You gotta tell that story because many will see and many will hear and many will put their trust in him. Today is peace, mm, peace. That word alone is beautiful. It's a, I've learned long ago that it's not about what a man goes through, but what's in the man when he goes through it. And so my, mm, my hope for you is that you have peace. And the only way you've got peace is if you know Jesus. Jesus is peace. And to have peace, no matter what life throws at you, it begins with Jesus. It begins with a personal relationship with Jesus. His name is peace. He says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And my friend, if you need peace today, whether you join us online or in the house, you can find that in Jesus. I wanna read one scripture to you before Trey and Chelsea come up. This is Jesus, John chapter 14. He's speaking to his disciples Okay, he's telling them that I'm about to go away, but I'm gonna leave with you a helper, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, and I have to go away or he will not come, but he will always be enough for you. And this is Jesus speaking. I want you to put in perspective, I want you to see that, that this is not just some random dude talking. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. John 14, verse 27, peace. Peace I leave with you. He says, my peace I give you. He is peace, okay? My peace I give you. I love this. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace. Mm. What this world needs today is peace, but it's found in the person of Jesus Christ. The world cannot give peace. It cannot. It, it promises it. It tells you that it can. It, it, it's a great commercial. It's dressed up. It smells right. It looks right. It's tantalizing. But it, at the end of the day, the world cannot give you peace. It cannot. And the right relationship with a human person made by God, the creator, can't do it either. Don't hold them to that. A person can't do that. Jesus, the creator, the one true God, is the one that gives peace and only him. So if you're looking forward in a house, a car, a style, if you're looking in a person, don't do that to them. They can't do that. Don't demand it from them, expect it from them. Jesus gives peace. So I want you to understand that peace comes from Jesus, and it's not from the world. And today, if you're online or in the house, and you know your life's just not at peace, can I tell you, look no further than Jesus. Look no further than Jesus. So I want you to hear from Trey and Chelsea as they come. Welcome, Trey and Chelsea, to the stage. Mm. Well, good morning. Um, as Pastor Jeff said, my name is Trey, and this is my wife, Chelsea. Uh, we've got a 13 and a 10-year-old, McKinley, and uh, Karsten, who's, in, uh, who's in back there with Miss Katie. So uh, thank you for having us this morning. Um, so to, to start off, I want to kind of lay the groundwork a little bit of what we're going to get into, but just kind of let you know where we were a um, few years back. So um, I'm a planner. I like a good plan. I, I, like, uh, I like knowing what's about to happen. Um, that is why we were three hours early with our Thanksgiving dinner preparations. Um, no joke, that is not a, yeah. So I like a good plan. So I want you to know that about me. Um, and so I'm gonna pass it on, ready, set, go. Okay, so I stayed home to raise our kids and the plan was, it was like March 2018. It was like, okay, it's time for me. Um, to go back to full-time teaching, uh, get that full-time paycheck and the benefits and, you know, rock and roll. So um, March, I started getting resume updated and all the things, and a friend um, approached me about teaching a kindergarten class for a homeschool group that they were a part of. Um, the kindergarten class, they were adding it, but they the, the group was already established. But um, I fully intended to not take that job, <laughs> but I said, okay, I'll meet with the director, sure, you know, like I said, it was a friend that asked me, and so I met with the director and left that meeting like, I'm supposed to take this one day a week job, and I was a little nervous to tell Trey like what I knew God was telling me <laughs> because that was not the plan, so um, so I, I just, I don't think I've ever had peace over a big decision like that before, and so for me, it was like it didn't make sense financially, and and I don't know, you know, it wasn't the plan. But 
I couldn't, I just knew that's what God was telling me to do. Um, so we, it didn't make sense to us. It didn't make sense financially, but we, I jumped. And so even though we didn't understand, um, and so little did we know, uh, later that year, we were about to be stretched and pulled and tested more than ever before. So, um, so that was March moving to the summer. Yeah, yeah, 18, uh, moving to the summer, life's normal, life's good, whatever. Right. Um, and then in, uh, August she goes for a checkup and, uh, heck, I didn't think anything of it. So I was, I was literally on an antelope, uh, trip in New Mexico cause it was no big deal. You know, life's normal. Uh, we, we come, come to find out the doctor wanted to test, uh, test a little bit more than, uh, post checkup. And later, later, uh, in September, we get a diagnosis, September 2018, we get a diagnosis of breast cancer. Uh, according to the, um, the first initial reports, it was a stage zero. So it was like, okay, well, uh, October 2018 uh, led to surgery and um, start of chemo. Um, February of 2019, um, so real quick, I, I have to say this, I think it's kind of crazy because uh, this matters here in a minute. Uh, it was October 31st. Halloween was her first chemo treatment. February 14th of 2019 was her last chemo treatment, uh, which later on in March, she has a surgery number two and starts radiation after that. And May 30th, my birthday of 2019, she was her last radiation treatment. So those are some great, great holidays and celebrations for us that year, um, along with the, you know, the typical ones. So during this time, my father uh, lived in East Texas, and throughout my, my parents divorced when I was in fourth grade, so um, he, he had lived eight hours away, seven hours away, 12 hours away periodically from fourth grade uh, through my adult life, and so I'd see him in the summers, and I'd see him uh, around Christmas or Thanksgiving, whichever one we went down to East Texas for, um, and then throughout this time, uh, he, he took a job, he had retired DPS, but then took a job as a, as a safety manager or safety man for an oil field company, moved out west towards Odessa, and um, we were seeing him uh, more. We were seeing him as I'd, I'd work uh, tailor-made events with my little side job of God at, down in Odessa, and he'd come out and, and hang out with me and uh, work. I, I'm a golf coach, and so I'd have a tournament down in Odessa or in that area, and he'd come out and sit in the golf cart with me. Um, Got to see Karsten play a golf tournament in Odessa, or excuse me, in Lubbock, uh, November 2nd, 2019, November 2nd. And um, in November 2019, November 15th, um, he was involved in a car accident and passed away. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't at all, you know, the, the, what we think is the normal way of going about this thing. So there's the, there's the, laid out season of our life that we're going to cover today. And uh, sounds pretty peaceful, right? So peaceful, I looked it up on, online. Kate asked, hey, y'all speak over peace. And so I was like, okay, well, what is peace? So I literally Googled peace definition. Um, and I copied and pasted. Freedom from disturbance, tranquility. Uh, some synonyms of peace were tra uh, tranquility, calm, or calmness. So. Um, yeah, we found it in all this somehow. So, ready, set, go. 
So I'm going to back up. And so August, I went in of 2018. I went in for my first mammogram. They called me back, which really didn't think much of it at the time because they do that a lot, they said, with first first checkups. Um, but then when I went back for the second one, that's when he was gone, um, and they wanted to do a biopsy that day, which was never good. Um, so we did that, and then we had to wait a week for results. And so I remember going back on a Friday. It was a Friday, sitting in the doctor's office, like waiting for our results. And as soon as the doctor walked in, she didn't even have to say anything. I could tell what she was about to say. And so, um, but it was still, it was still devastating to hear you have cancer. So she like went through the whole thing. We think we caught it early, stage zero, all the things. And she left to give us some time. And I just totally broke down. Yeah, so this leads into what we're going to talk about. But as a, as a coach, uh, maybe just me as a person, um, pretty resolved and just, all right, what do we got to do next? Um, what systems, the, the terminology I use is systems. Uh, what systems do we need to do? What, you know, what do we need to do? What, who do we need to talk to? What's the next steps? Like, let's get it done. Let's create a list. Let's make a plan so we can get the job done. Um, so, so that's kind of where I was. Um, and, and I think it's important to mention here to kind of set it up for later, uh, is, is systems. You know, the goal on Thanksgiving is to have a good meal, but if you don't set forth systems to accomplish that, then it's going to be a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the goal is, is, is this, but we, you gotta, you gotta understand, you gotta do something to get to that. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about, uh, hopefully here today. I promise it'll make sense. Danny, don't laugh. So. So I remember praying, sitting in there bawling, like, oh God, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get through this? And even that early on, I knew he was whispering, I've got this. You're not alone. Like he knew this news was coming. I mean, this is why I didn't have a full-time teaching job at this point. So now like we're finding out, okay, that really, that was God. Like, I don't have a full-time job and try to have to go through this. And so um, it gave me peace and comfort to know that this diagnosis was no shock to him. Like, he knew. He knew it was coming. Yeah, so the systems that we're going to talk about are, and this is the way we word it, flood your eyes, ears, time, house, and mind full of the things of the Lord. When we started this chaotic time in our life, um, the, without, you know, it's not like we said, here's what we're going to do. It's just, this is kind of the progression of what happened, but flood your eyes, ears, time, house, and mind with the things of the Lord. And so in, in doing that, step one, in essence. So God filled us with peace in lots of different ways and in different forms. Um, and of course, one of them was that we were flooded with scripture. Um, that gave us peace. A couple of verses, like I'm a, like I write it down. I put it where I can see it all the time. And so I would write note cards with scriptures um, and tape them up at the kitchen sink. So every time I was at the kitchen sink, I would see them. Uh, verses like Second uh, Timothy one seven: For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And then uh, John fourteen twenty seven that Pastor Jeff referred to: Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And I would read those over and over and over. 
Yeah, and for me, um, I wrote this down, I don't remember how many months, years ago, um, under Philippians 4, um, just as a note, some, I'm not sure what pastor, what person was speaking, but um, I wrote down, don't try to understand, just rest in his peace. Uh, and that was for Philippians 4, I'll read 6 through 9, it says, don't be anxious about anything, pray, petition, and with thanksgiving, Present your request to God and his peace, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, one other one for me, uh, kind, of the big, kind of a big one. You know, a lot of, a lot of players, you know, put it on their, their, their eye black or whatever, Philippians 4.13, which, which works. Uh, to me, as I read this, the, the few, few verses before 4.13 in Philippians uh, gives me a, it hits different uh, as the way I word that, but it says, um, in, in 11, 4, uh, 11, it says, I'm not saying this because I am in need. I know what it is or what it, what it means to be in need and have plenty. And then Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. It's I, you know, we can go through cancer, the 4, 13, we can go through cancer because God gives us that strength. We can have much or have little, God gives us the strength in that moment to go through that. So that's, those are the, those are the, the two that kind of really spoke to me during this moment. Um, and before I uh, move on from Scripture, um, understand that as God puts something in your, in your mind or in, your, in, your, in, the, in front of you, Scripture, Satan's going to have an alternate, uh, alternate plan, right? And so God would have, you know, we are, we are, we need to run to Scripture to fill our eyes and mind full of God's Word. Satan would have you go to Hobby or uh, Barnes and Noble and pick up a self-help book, or pick up you know some other book that you know that some you know person working there tells you to pick up to help you in those moments. But God has given us our self-help book, so fill your eyes and fill your mind full of Scripture. And by the way, it wasn't just at, at the sink; it, those Scriptures she wrote were all over. I mean, I'm talking. I could barely shave. I think that might be why I grew a beard because all the verses were around the, the bathroom, you know, mirror. And so I, you know, just gave it up and said, I'll just grow up. No, I'm joking. But she had scripture written all over the house at the sink, in the bathroom. I mean, on, on blinds at the sink. I mean, it was, they, were, they were all over the place. She covered the home full of scripture, which is, which is very important. And lots of people would send us scripture and it would always be like in a moment, that we needed it, like a divine appointment. It happened over and over. Um, and one of the biggest ways, and we literally say we cannot say enough about our community, the biggest way um, that he filled us with peace was through our people around us, our family, our friends. Community, community, community. That is a I'm a relational person, and that is a huge part of, of, and I would say, what God intended this to be, is, is living life communally. Um, so uh, both our moms stepped up huge. Her sister stepped up huge. Uh, friends, we can't say enough about our community around us. Um, I mean, there are people in, in, in your life for seasons, uh, and then, you know, things fade and or whatever it happens to be, they move off, you know, six hours away or whatever. And there are people in your life for a reason in those moments. Um, and just, just understand that, that as we live life communally, 
Uh, that's what we're called to do for, for, for our friends and for, uh, for our community is step up and, and be, as, as Chels words, it be the hands and feet. So community is a huge aspect to one of the systems that we, that we noticed uh, in these moments. We really can't say enough about our tribe that surrounded us. I mean, they did huge things. They did small things, but it was all, it was all big to us, and it was all used as the hands and feet of Jesus to help us through the hardest thing we'd ever been through thus far in our married life. And like I said, big, small, like things like bringing us donuts on the day of chemo or bringing me lunch because I would be in the chemo room for, you know, hours. Um, Um, Halloween, first, first chemo treatment was Halloween. Um, So what do, I tried this first service, didn't work. All right, kiddos, on Halloween, what are we going to do? We're going to trick or treat, but we're going to get candy, but, we'll have, you know, we're going to dress up. Am I right? Yeah, she goes to the chemo room. We're sitting there. She's getting hooked up, doing her thing, and uh, we're learning, you know, it's the first time. So, and then all of a sudden, this chemo, when you walk in, there's, there's chairs all around. And, when you, and uh, so there's people filling those chairs all around. It was before COVID. So you yeah. got to have visitors. Yeah, yeah, you got to have visitors. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, everybody starts laughing and all this, and we turn around, and a friend of ours, was dressed up in, a, in an inflatable T-Rex outfit, came to, came to sit with Chels and I, and I, first chemo treatment. I mean, it's, 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 that, it's that type of communal living, right? It's not, it's, didn't have some, you know, some great word or some great whatever all the time. It was just, we're gonna, we're gonna bring some humor for you in these moments. And so, um, Stuff the, like that. I mean, the day just, of surgery, it was like 5 a.m. And oh, we walk yeah. through the hospital doors and we already have three of our friends sitting there waiting on us to pray with us before we went in. Yeah, Stuff it was like very, very Hollywood. I mean, you literally walk in the doors and they're right in front of us. They could have been off the side and they were right there. When you, when you walk in the doors, it was just their faces. And what a, what a, what a time to be able to just take a breath. Um, huge, 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 huge. Um, you want to say that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, as we said, community, that's the way God intended it. So again, God has a plan, has a strategy, has a system in place for us. Satan would definitely, in these moments, definitely want you to walk through those doors and not see a single face. He'd want you to not, you know, be with someone as you go and sit in these chemo rooms. He would want you isolated, right? And so church, family, Gather around those and live in community as they go through things, for sure. That's why, I, like I keep saying, we can't, we can't say enough about our tribe that surrounded us. God truly used them to bring peace, um, and we discovered how to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a whole new way through that. Um, another thing that gave me peace was that I heard God speak directly to me multiple times throughout this, and so I did want to share one little story Um, of something that he said. And um, the weekend before surgery, we, we love to camp. And so just us four, like we got away, we went tent camped. um, And at one point the kids are like tromping through the woods, but I was like, I'm going to just stay back. And I sat outside at the car um, and just prayed. And I'm sure I was crying and all the things so I'm, I'm sitting there praying and I, I mean, I guess I've never heard God like audibly, but it might as well have been because I've never heard it so clearly. 
And he said, I have a story to tell. And so, like, from then on, I mean, I just, it was a whole new level of, like, peace washing over me. And from then on, it was kind of like, okay, like, I kind of got to where Trey was as far as, like, okay, what's the treatment plan? What are we going to do? And so, from then on, like, I just had peace, and I felt like I could breathe, and, like, God just kind of took over. But it became, I have a story to tell. Oh, that's me. Um, okay, so then another thing God used a lot was songs. So um, songs like Rescue by Lauren Daigle uh, was huge for me. And really that whole album, like it came out sometime during all of this or maybe right before, but like her whole album um, spoke volumes. And then other songs like Surrounded, Fight My Battles by Michael W. Smith and a song called I Have to Believe by Rita Springer. And so I made a huge playlist um, on my phone, and I would just play those songs over and over. And when I'd have a bad moment, I would like crank it up and blare those songs um, over, like through the whole house. Yeah, um, I have to rewind real quick. She calls it a camping trip. Um, it was supposed <laughs> to be a hunting trip. That tells you how how good the hunting was that 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 weekend. Now it was it was going to be the last hunt that she was going to be able to do for for probably two years. Uh, because of all the all the things, and uh, we go out once, and then it turns into a camping trip. Uh, because again, it was just a moment. It was it was for her. It was hers. And I said, whatever you want to do. And she just said, let's just let's just hang out. And and man, we literally. I have to tell this part. Um, I hope we have time. But literally, we're sitting there at night um, and and eating eat, eating pre made sandwiches. It's not like we're eating some gourmet meal. Turned off the, the the lantern we had, sat and sat uh, there eating sandwiches and chips, and the stars were just. I mean, the, the again that moment of being able to just take a deep breath in this chaos that's about to happen, just by looking up at God's creation in those moments was absolutely peaceful. Um, so I had to say that. Sorry, um, she keeps calling it a camping trip though. It's. Um, Songs, the, the words get louder and the instruments get softer when you go through these moments. You know, they do. Um, they, the words just mean so much more. You hear them so clearly. Um, and I think that's very important to, uh, to understand God's, uh, God's God, how God moves in music. Um, kids will tell you all they hear is the beat. They like, the, they like rap because of the beat, Right. I teach high school kids, and that's every single one of them will tell you that. Oh, I just like the beat. I don't listen to the words as they sing along. But um, for, for us in this moment, I'm a grown man, and, and I got no problem saying I sang Lauren Daigle like I thought I was her on that stage. And I had the, I mean, I ain't playing. I sang, I mean, Look Up Child, and all, I mean, Lauren Daigle's album was, I mean, just as much for me as every other teenage, or, or, teenage girl or lady out there. Uh, in that year. So, so definitely songs, music, definitely part of those, one of those things that we found ourselves wrapped up in um, to get through this. So what God kept bringing me back to over and over was that I wasn't going through cancer for nothing. It wasn't just for us. Um, his story was much bigger than us. You're ahead of me. Uh, for, so for me, it became, how can I show the love and peace of Jesus in the midst of cancer while going through it? 
Um, did we have whys and questions and fears? Of course we did. Like, we're human. There's nothing special about us apart from God. Like, we had all those things. Um, but Jesus filled us with peace when we needed it. Uh, and verses like 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 became what I sought to do. And those verses say, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that, the so that was huge for me, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we have received from God. So again, like I wasn't going through this for nothing. I wasn't going through this for just me, for just us. God wasn't gonna waste my pain. And that truth gave me peace. Um, I do wanna say we had some really dark days. It's not like every day, you know, we felt his peace. Um, like the day we got the pathology report. Like he said in the beginning, it was the original treatment plan was surgery only. Like they thought they caught it early. They called it stage zero surgery and we're done. And pathology showed a different story. Um, there was cancer in a lymph node. So that meant I was gonna have to do chemo, radiation, and the road was gonna be a whole lot longer. That day was really, really hard. Um, and a friend told me, it's okay to be angry. Be angry. God is big enough to, to handle your true feelings, but you can't stay there. But then you have to go with truth and, and go with what you know to be true. And so then we'd quote those scriptures all over again. And, and then things like Isaiah 43, 2, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. So God's peace would flood us all over again. Um, it's not a journey that I would have ever chosen to take, um, but God did do a lot of stretching and molding in us uh, during this time. And so for that, I'm grateful. We learned how to rely on God for strength and peace in a whole new way. And like I said before, the hands and feet of Jesus, we experienced that in a whole new way through our community of people. So now I don't think, I don't think I'd change it even if I could. Um, and as difficult as cancer was, little did we know that when we finished cancer treatment in May of 2019, something equally hard was coming. Yeah, so uh, remember we talked about the timeline and part of that timeline in 2019 for us was, uh, was my dad's passing. Um, and man, that November 15th was pretty tough. Um, was not peaceful because it just, I mean, it hits you. Um, and then as, as you begin to process just what's happening, um, how do you find peace in that? Something so abrupt, something that was working towards a, big, a bigger, better relationship ends abruptly. How do you find peace in that? Um, the only thing I could write down uh, for that, uh, not the only, like it's, it's not insignificant, but, um, you know, we live life and, and there's experiences and there's things that we, that we do because of people around us that make us who we are. Um, and one of the big things, just to, just to hit on it, um, is hunting outdoors. Uh, my, my dad was, um, was, was hunting during hunting season and he was fishing every other part of the year. Uh, if it wasn't for crappie in the spring or bass in the spring, I mean, it was catfish or whatever. I mean, we, we hunted, we fished, we were outdoors. Um, and that's kind of, that, that's something he brought into my life, um, that I did through childhood. And, and then as I got older, um, living way up in Dalhart, and he was down in East Texas, that's still something. We went in November, uh, December, we're going to go hunting, right? We're taking our camo clothes. We go uh, in the summer, we're taking our fishing poles. I mean, that's just what we did with him. Um, 
And so when, when this happens, we can sit in the sorrow of, oh my gosh, what just happened, um, which is a complete, I'm not taking anything away from that. But again, it's like Chelsea said earlier, but don't stay there, right? And we uh, do not stay there. And so for me, how do I find peace in this is, is uh, Satan wants me to dwell on all the sorrow and sadness that I'm going to miss out on tomorrow, right? Um, but if I'm stuck in the sorrow and sadness from my dad passing, then I'm not going to be able to experience the joy with my kiddos doing the things he instilled in me, if that makes any sense, right? So don't get stuck because if you get stuck, you're going to miss out on so much God has for you with those around you because of the things the person uh, instilled in you that's, that's gone. And so that's, that's kind of what I found is, is instead of, you know, going on, so we were supposed to go on a, I got time, right? We're supposed to go on a father-son antelope trip that, uh, that following August uh, of 2020. Didn't get to happen, so we turned it around. We said, all right, I called my brother up. I said, hey, we're supposed to go on a father-son trip with our dad. Get your, you know, get your, get your hunting license. We're taking our sons, and we're going on a father-son trip with our boys. And so when Satan tries to bring about sorrow through all these events, right, the world is broken um, and tries to bring about sorrow in all these different ways, God gives us the ability to turn it on, its, on, its, on, its, on his side, on the, on its, turn it on its head, sorry, and um, for God's glory, right? Uh, and so don't, st- don't stay stuck in the sorrow, right? Um, but take those things that they instilled in you and then go, go move forward with, with, with hope and joy and happiness and fun with those around you. So that's how I found joy in that moment um, in 2019. And, peace. and what did I say? Yeah. Peace. That's the word. Both. Um, Both were fun. Yeah. But, but so that's, I mean, that's our story. Uh, to, to end this, uh, I will tell you one thing that we have begun uh, in our house, uh, which, which Paxton, I mean, I love when he brings it up because it is so true and it is so necessary. Peace is the word, right? Next time Satan tries to, to take over when, next time you sense something chaotic or crazy or a teenager in your house, um, or a preteen in your, thank you, yeah, or a preteen in your house. I kid you not, we do this with our kids and it, they, it annoys them, but my gosh, peace, Jesus. I'm not joking. You can ask our kids when we're done, but I'm telling you right now, when they start bickering and they start getting fleshly, say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Jesus. And I'm not joking. You will, you will feel a deepening of your breath in that moment where you can, you can calm or you can have peace. And that's, that's so good. And so that's what we have found. Say Jesus. Set up systems to fill your house, eyes, ears, mind full of the things of the Lord. Gather around your people, community. Listen to, listen to songs. Fill your mind, eyes, and, and home full of Scripture. So when Satan tries to come in, you can defeat him with the peace of the Lord through scripture, through sound, through community. So. Because sometimes God calms a storm and sometimes he calms us in the storm. We still had to walk through all those hard things. We had to walk through those storms, but he calmed us through those, those things. 
Yeah, so Jeff, thanks for having us today. Thanks for letting us talk about peace uh, through our trials. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, man, there's going to be a ministry team on both sides of the stage. If you want to know how you can have peace in your moments, in your trials, uh, please do not sit there. Satan wants you to sit there. Satan wants you isolated. But run to your community when you can. Thank you. Thank you. Trey, Chelsea, great job. Thank you all so much. What's beautiful is they're just, they're just people, man, occupying a seat, church at Bushland. We want you to hear that. In, in the coming Sundays, we want you to just hear from the church. Just hear from the church, right? That's what's beautiful is it's just people doing life. And Jesus said, you're going to have stuff. I mean, what a great promise for him, but it's true. We're just going to have stuff. And, it's, and it just feels good to hear from people and watch the systems that they put in place to walk through it. Because on the other side, there's a testimony, man. And a testimony simply means do it again, God. We don't want to go through it again. But Chelsea said it best. If I had to go through it again, I would because I learned so much through it. And he did so much through it. I'm going to invite you to stand, church. Just a little bit, as I said, we're going to have couples flanked on each side. These couples down here, they're not here to watch you sing or not sing. Okay? They're here to pray over you, to agree with you. This altar is the greatest place you can find yourself right here. It's just at the altar of the Lord. This is a safe house. It's a sweet house. It's a good place. And if you need prayer, come. If you need people, come. Don't get isolated. The enemy will hunt you down and kill you. It's a bad place to be. Put people in your life. Come this morning, right? Come. And I'll say this. If you need to experience peace, but you don't know Jesus, I promise you, when you accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord, and He becomes your Savior, and you're born again, you will experience a peace like nothing else, man. He is peace. I want to read one scripture for us, and then we're going to worship. This is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us, a child is born, and to us, a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Today, do you know the Prince of Peace? Is the Prince of Peace flood out of your life? If you don't know him, a son is given to you. His name was Jesus. You can meet him and experience him today. And you can know this holiday season, the Prince of Peace. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. And we thank you, Father, because you truly are the Prince of Peace. And God, life, hmm, life can just suck sometimes. It can be unfair, it can be mean, 
It can be downright, um, just hard. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. But one thing is constant and true. You're the Prince of Peace. You don't change like shifting sand. You're always there. You're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And God, today I pray over this house and those online. If there is anyone, sound of my voice, that has tried the peace from the world or from relationship and it just won't do it, that they would come this morning and say, I need to meet Jesus, the Savior of the world. And I need to know the Prince of Peace in my life. So God, this house, may it be a safe place for prayer. May it be a safe place at this altar. And God, may your Holy Spirit shove us, push us, nudge us to move, God. And may we be obedient to your Holy Spirit right now. We worship you now. Prince of Peace, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You come if you need to come. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.